You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready oh for Uh-oh. Carmen and Lima's oh, emerging podcast scene. Brought to you by Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. You want to start calves? Let's start Cavs. And what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about the... Well, I uh, want to make sure I watched that game for some reason. Yeah, okay. I stayed up for it. Yeah, you, stay, you would have been up anyway. Well, that might be the case. Yeah. Whatever you got to say there, Bing Crosby. How you doing? So, it is amazing. If you look at the Cavs who have now beaten what you would consider... Yeah. I don't know how the Clippers are going to finish out their season. Obviously, not having Kawhi is total game changer for well, them. Well, you make me really want to drink tonight after that football got game. You got it. I have that football game. Basically, we have our version of the – we're 3-3-1. Three, 3-3-1. Three, 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 so one. I like to think – 3-3-1. Three, three, like, you know how a team has three, to go 6-6 six six to be bowl eligible? So we're 3-3-1. Three, three, and one. I'm like, all right, we're in the Liberty Bowl tonight. This is our Liberty Bowl. I want you to get into the belt. <laughs> they don't have a Blue Bonnet Bowl down there? We got, we're in the Blue Bonnet Bowl tonight. If you could secure a trip to the Bahamas for this flag football team, that would be amazing. <laughs> be absolutely amazing. Um <laughs> – what was I saying? Oh, excuse me. Yeah, go ahead. You're going to talk Cavs. All right, so they've beaten the Clippers, they've beaten the Atlanta Hawks, and they've beaten the Denver Nuggets all on the road. Three uh. teams who you would have all considered way better than the Cavs before the year. And I look at what's sustainable, what's not sustainable. And that's what's exciting about Evan Mobley because he's going to just continue to get better and better and better offensively. Defensively, he is already doing things that elite, defensive big men in the league do. And you can make the argument he does it better. I mean, I'm being dead serious. You can look at Rudy Gobert and look at the way he moves defensively and your guy four, four games into his NBA career, five games in, is already doing it. it is You're un- that excited about it? It is unbelievable. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. I love this. And we can, we can have discussions about how he projects offensively. I'm not as bullish as other people, but I'm not going to put a ceiling on him. Like, do I think he's going to be Anthony Davis offensively? No. No, I don't. But you can, I'll listen. I'll listen to your arguments. I'll listen to why you think he could. But defensively, the stuff he's doing, honestly, I'm going to use another name, and it's going to seem like a ridiculous comparison because he – Tony Allen. Hey, for a guard. Oh, I was, I was taking a swing. I'm going to use another name of a guy who's hated in Cleveland. Okay. Draymond Green. And he is oh, that's fair. He is totally built differently than Draymond Green. He's 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 not the muscle mass. He's six inches taller than Draymond Green. But the way he plays, the way that he can move horizontally and then go up vertical, both those things, you can't teach it. Very few guys have it. It's Tim Duncan. Yeah. Okay. Early Tim Duncan. Tim young, Duncan used to glide. Young Tim Duncan defensively. And then, yeah, Mobley can then catch the ball on the run and dunk and do all that stuff. But defensively, the stuff he's doing is what every coach in the NBA 
dreams about. Like we 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 said, like Larry Nance Jr. was a was a really good defensive player. Yeah. This is another stratosphere. This is this is something that other teams are going to have to. So this is why they had no problem game plan. This is why they had no problem trading Larry Nance Jr. Well, oh. partially. Oh, this not, is not all the way. Yeah. This this is this is a game changer. This changes the trajectory of the team. Yeah. And somebody was saying, you know, is he is he going to be a type of a type of guy that you could build the whole team around? Well, defensively you can. Offensively, I'm I, like I said, I'm not as bullish. I don't I don't necessarily see Anthony Davis or or some people say Greek Freak. No, I I don't see that. But I'm willing to hear the arguments. Like the fact that I'm even willing to hear. Normally I'm just uh, a jerk and rude about it. No, mm. I'm, I'm going to talk down to you, condescending. I'll listen to it because I'm not going to put a ceiling on this, but this is pretty amazing. This is spectacular. That's incredible. This is this can change the organization. Now, can he be the best player on a team that can win the title? No, I don't think so. Ever? Yeah. Wow. I, I you need guards and wings, and right now, you know, I'm I really like. Darius but is he better Garland, than the, the, but, you said? The best is he better than other guards and wings? What do you mean? He might be. He honestly, he's. God, it's gonna sound silly. Mm. He's our best player right now. That's how good he is. Holy! But cow. people don't look at defense like that. And when when uh, and I, again, I hate to harp on. He's the on best it player the Cavs have right now. Right now, you need yeah. to tweet that right, right now. now, and say I encourage. Can you Can I do wait it. three more games? No, <laughs> say it right now. It seems Damn silly it. to do that now. You just said it on the podcast. Say it on Twitter. I know, but I want to flesh chest. it out. But I'm not able to flesh it out on Twitter the way I'm fleshing it out here. Like Ricky Rubio, can make an argument is their best player. And now that's another thing. Like, is that a good thing for the Cavs if Ricky Rubio is your best player? No, he's not part of their future. He's 31 years old. In fact, I wouldn't be shocked to see them. This will shock other people to hear this. I wouldn't be shocked to see them trade him at the trade deadline because the Cavs don't have a lot of assets. They don't have a lot of ways to get better with their cap situation over the next mm. few years, which is a- another debate, right? Mm. But I'm telling you, to have this Mobley right now is just incredible. And – to see it this early, to mm. see it translate. And I don't even care what he gives you offensively. And he's going to have nights where he scores 20, 25. I don't even care about that right now. Yeah, He's so good defensively, he's making up for how bad your guards are on the perimeter. No kidding. It's great. So I, I just can't believe you're this bullish about the Cavs. This is incredible. Mm-hmm. This is absolutely incredible here. Keep going. I want to dedicate more time to the Cavs. We'll get to the other stuff here in a second. Go ahead. So last night. Uh, here's another thing. How you, you if you're going to ask me, how does the team? What were they? Three of eighteen from three point range, whatever. How do you win games on the road shooting like that? And is that sustainable? And my quick answer, my abrupt answer, and my discouraging answer is no. That is not sustainable. You're not you're not going to do damage in the playoffs like this. You you don't have that makeup. However, early in the regular season, ah. you're going to beat teams because you're playing harder. They have no idea how to game plan against the Cavs right now. To see that if you once you get by the guards, which is easy to do, and you're seeing Allen there, you're seeing Mobley there, even Marketing, who's not considered a good defensive player because he's not a good defensive player, but <laughs> but just to see that other guy, the Cavs were banking on something that a lot of basketball heads, including me, scoffed at. Oh, really? Really? You're going to do this with no wings, and you're just going to throw all these seven-footers out there? But right now it is – jarring to opposing offenses. They have no idea what to do. And so what the Clippers do last night, they settle for threes. And had they have made their threes, they would have beat you. But they were, I think, what was, uh, what were, God, I had it. I, I tweeted at somebody. Their three-point shooting last night was mm. abysmal. It was absolutely abysmal. It was like four of mm. 24. 
Uh, no, that's not sustainable. You know, you're you're going to have to be able to shoot from the outside. And that's why when Kevin Love did it off the bench, it's like, all right, then here's how you can live with this. Will this work in February? Probably not. But it's working now and take off. You say stack wins with the Browns, stack wins with the Cavs. They all count. They all count. Get your wins. It's a West Coast trip. And the fact that they're able to pull this off, what have they won three in a row? But come on. This when is fun. would we ever get to flip the switch on the Cavs? Like the caller called Ooh, it. Ooh, that's a good question. It's a good question because there's different levels of switch flip or different levels of switches that would be flipped. So this is what's hard. The Eastern Conference, and this is why I was maybe so negative about Don't the Cavs. Would you have Cavs. to be a playoff team to be able to flip the switch? Yes. Okay. Yes. What about uh what about a nine seed? What about a ten seed? Does that count? No. Okay, so here was what was most problematic going into the season. The Cavs, you're like, all right, they got Mobley. What do you reasonably expect from Mobley? I didn't expect this defensively. No. I didn't expect this right off the bat. Hmm. I wonder if the Cavs did. I wonder if they did. Ooh. But but in the Easter Conference, look at what all the teams did. Even in the middle, they all got better. And so that's what you're facing. The Knicks got better. Marginally, but they got better. And they were a playoff team last year. The Atlanta Hawks are so deep. I know you just beat them, but they're so deep. They're going to be really good. Yeah. The 76ers have the Ben Simmons issue, but they still have Joel Embiid. The The Milwaukee Bucks, I, I could make the argument they're better. Then I know they lost Tucker, but they're better, I think, than last year, and they're even more confident. Really? And then you go to the Charlotte Hornets. I think they are better. So all these teams – that you would think about hovering in the middle. I know the, the, the Celtics had a change of leadership, but there's all these teams that the Cavs are going to have to deal with. There are no easy games except the Detroit Pistons and the Orlando Magic. There are no easy games, maybe Toronto. The rest are all going to be brutally hard. It's, that's part of the reason I just I don't think you're good enough yet for there to be easy games. I think you're a draft pick away, and even that takes time. I, I'm Listen, I'm encouraged by the start. I'm very Should encouraged be. by Evan Mobley and how he has started out. I mean, my goodness gracious, he's been fantastic to start things out. It gives me hope again. It gives me confidence again, faith again in the organization. Uh, but it's it's been five games. It gives me help, but also like I know that I know that there's going to be a regression in the mean. I know that I still need to find a way to unload Kevin Love. Like Kevin Love, did he start off pouting last year? Not necessarily, and by the end of the year, he was a disaster. Yeah. Uh, now people are starting to question J.B. Bickerstaff a little bit, which I, I really haven't. I've been very patient with him. Uh, and again, Kobe Altman, there's a lot of people who despise Kobe Altman as fans. Uh, I, I have questioned, obviously, many tactics, but I've also known that he, he works for a guy who will make the decisions for the team, and it doesn't matter. And so knowing that, I've said, hey, I, there's been picks where – all right, Kevin Porter Jr., yes, has talent. Is Kevin Porter Jr. ever going to get his head out of his ass? Mm. Probably not. And there's games where Kevin Porter Jr. is just going to go off. I think he's his own worst enemy. I, I know that there's a culture thing, and I, I can put some blame on Kobe, but I can also go, okay, he knows how to pick him. That one became a mit, that be, that one became a mess. I have Colin Sexton I know is good. Isaac Okoro's, you know, he's a development and then, of course, we get to Darius Garland. If Darius Garland is on his way from what it looks like to some people being a very good player, well, then how am I supposed to go ripping away from Kobe Altman here? Like, 
I've never once called for Kobe Altman's job. In fact, I've I've advocated for him to keep his job, like I did last year before the draft, and even after the draft. With that core plus what you have, I mean, this is a team that again tried to make the playoffs, as you've said many times, tried to make the playoffs and had one of the worst records, if not the worst record, in the NBA. And so there's I try to balance what is Kobe Altman's fault, what is Bickerstaff's fault, and what's ownership's fault. Mm-hmm. I still put a lot of it at the feet of ownership. Like the the uh, the albatross, the absolute just horrible contract that Kevin Love had. Put your mic above your head when you go to yawn. Uh, the terrible contract you that Kevin Love has. get distracted so easily. I hate that. Just it's you, a yawn. I've never seen Don't s- do it. I've never seen somebody get distracted as easily as you do. About what? Everything. No, I'm not distracted. When am you I distracted? You do it on the show every day. Because there, it, you And know, you draw I'm attention to stuff that no one else because, recognizes. Because everybody hears it. makes it worse. They recognize it. They Trust don't. me, they hear it. They don't. Keith, I always ask Keith, Keith I go, will text me I here go, in it very shortly. I go, did you hear that? And Keith will go, no, Ken just mentioned it. That's the only reason I knew it. Keith will text me very shortly. He will know. Well, now he will, yes, but because you drew attention to it. You were it. so, so let's effing think about, loud when let, you just yawned. Let's think about how much worse you made you might as well it, which did is like what the, you do on the show You might as well did the guy. You might, oh, wow, no, well, ne- well, forget the Cavs. Here you we do. go. No, let's I'm, get going. Let's I, talk about There's it. nothing to go. Damn I, it. Let's go. I think, it's, I think it's commonly known. You get distracted very easily. I'm not very well distracted. Yes, you are. When am I distracted? Every I'm day I'm distracted by Twitter. On TV. What, what I do, what Owen does, what Anthony does. When? Uh, and any, any drop of anything you combust in, in mid-show, yes. This is outrageous. Yeah, so you don't even know you're doing it. I really did not. I'm waiting for Keith to text that he definitely heard you you yawn I'm if sure he's not he listening. I'm sure he did. I don't I, – this is unreal to me. <laughs> what do I – tell me what I get distracted about. Oh, any any noise that's made. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies, XTNDAV.com. Go any, ahead. Any advertising partner. What about any no, advertising part? Oh, no, that was a reference. What's what? What noise? What noise? Tell me the most annoying thing I got distracted by oh, that, no, no. that it, up, got you upset. It'll it'll be something that'll casually happen off the air that nobody ever ever. But you know what you did at the worst? What was when I was hosting from home with the I couldn't do anything about it. Like my breaths were going into the into the microphone. Okay. We had that app situation. And cannot believe we. You had would an bring app. it up, and immediately I would go, Keith. Could you even hear that? And he'd go, No, I didn't hear it. And so you, there's stuff that our processing actually takes out that they would never hear. And I'm amazed by it. It's actually incredible technology. We talk about rave about extend technology all the time. It is incredible what our processing will take. So you're out telling me that yawn there, most people couldn't hear. No, it. that you could. That was blatant. That was a. Uh, that was it's like bad. you did that to get my attention just so you could. Do you pitch know another thing? This, I burped yesterday. Ugh, at don't the, say that word. At the bar, I burped so loud, and I had just gotten so comfortable to burping because I lived by myself for so long that it didn't. It didn't dawn on me at all that oh my god, I'm, I'm just being a filth. I'm being a I'm pig. I'm being a filth. I'm being a filthy pig in public. And I looked at the being guy and, said I, and I apologized. I said, oh, my God. I, I go, I just burped so loud. And the guy laughed because he knew it was so bad. It was so bad. I felt so stupid. So I got to get better at that. I want to know what else, uh, what, I, uh, what I seem to bother you I'll so much. I'll start writing them down. Do you want to write them down and bring them up at the end of the show? Hmm. Oh, it has to happen. It has to happen now. I have to, I have to start. I'm saying. If I do it, oh okay. 
Yeah. What I just don't know what I what do I really bring to light on the air? No, it'll be it'll be something like just a a little screw up from the board, just a little thing. And my computer, you, you always go to Phil, 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 and I understand why you hosted a night show of five hours. And I don't know how you did it. I don't know how because I filled in for you, and I'm like, this is a God given talent Ken has. That yeah, I don't have. that's right. I don't know how you did it. Like there would be no calls. You there'd be no sports going on. It would just be in the abyss of July. What I hated so much is people would go, you don't take the calls. You just like to light, let, hear yourself talk. You go, no, dude, it's July. I'm up against real live games. Nobody's calling. I right. have to fill the space. Is that one of the biggest? Mis- I used to get That was what I used to get so pissed off about. I would uh, actually get really mad at listeners about great that. Great sports talk uh, things people misconstrue, misconceptions about sports talk. This Do is, it. This is number one. Cavs are good. We'll get back to them. Go ahead. This is number one. That they're just calls all day and all night. They're now, not. On a Monday after a Browns game? Yes. Yes. We could just do the show lazily and go to calls yes. at any time. We actually, I think, do a lazily. good job. <laughs> I think we do a good job if I'm going to pat ourselves. Good stuff. Pat ourselves in the all back. Right, good stuff. Good stuff. We'll That's a great this. segment. I would say that we do a really good job of not. People always say, stop taking calls. We actually do a pretty solid job of not defaulting to calls. We have a good I think there are other shows that don't oh, do yeah. that. Today we had a full boat and we just there was too much stuff we, we didn't had think to go it added. On. We didn't think it added to yeah. the show. And that's not that sounds self-serving. That sounds like well everything I say adds to it. No, as long as we're forwarding the conversation. If we get stale. Yeah, but for every you're but you're you're saying what the truth is for every 100 listeners, there's one caller. Well, there's 99 99 people who don't want to hear that. Probably. True. True. So I have to always take that into a, into a court and go, does this call that will just say out of nowhere, let's trade for Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about Evan Mobley, I'm not just going to take that yeah, call. Yeah, That's we're, not going to happen. We And, again, lazy sports talk could do that because, yeah, that'll get people going crazy. Anytime Aaron Rodgers is going to be mentioned, mm-hmm. yeah, that's an easy show to do. In fact, we had to come to terms on this yeah, in the offseason. Yes, we did. I, I pissed off a lot of people about – saying I wanted Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers. I pissed off a ton of people. We can't do that show every day. Yeah, We're Cleveland fans here. Baker Mayfield's a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get my opinion out. Like, yeah, my opinion is that I'd rather have those guys, and obviously the, the legal issues notwithstanding, I'd rather have those guys in Baker. But I'm a Browns fan. Those guys are not Cleveland Browns. I'm not yeah. going to dwell on that. I, I love Lamar Jackson. I think he's amazing. I'm not going to talk about Lamar Jackson every day. Well, who would want to hear that? He's not our quarterback. I want them to kill Lamar Jackson, to, yeah. to quote Von Miller. I, I, I do. But he's fun to watch. I think he's amazing to watch. There are questions about whether he can do it in the playoffs and all that. But, my God, I've, he, he plays like an NBA player. Where Wouldn't one be the guy, first Raven involved in murder. Well, that's very true. He's very NBA-like, where one guy can win games. Yeah. I never used to think guys could do that in the NFL, and he can win he games. Can, yeah, he's that right. good. I will – is there anything else? Are there any other sports talk misconceptions when people I brought think- up. I brought up last – but that, I, I just don't want to turn this into a bitch sesh about the, about the listeners because I, I kind of did that two weeks ago when we talked – no, it was last week when I was like, hey, man, we don't like it when the Browns lose. We are not secretly hoping Huge for the Browns mis- to this lose. This is great. This is great. That's, we got to write these down. That's a misconception. This is a great one. I hear this all the time. Clicks, especially on Twitter, it's funny. I don't have any clicks for you to click on. I don't have any clicks. Either. I don't get paid more for more Twitter. I, I, I don't. You'd see, I don't do endorsements on Twitter. Maybe I should. Maybe I'm losing money. But if I, I did that, I, I, I need your agent. 
if I me, it's actually Lizzie. If I, if I, I, I need her as my agent, and I'll give her all my passwords too. If at I, one point it was an actual agency, and they said you just don't do enough TV. Oh, I remember that. Not agency. my fault. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah, that. it was the biggest one out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think that I hear this all the time. You guys are just doing this for clicks or whatever. The Browns being bad and being dysfunctional. That's awful. It's great for radio once a month. I hate it so for much. people to talk about the GM that gets fired. Yeah, that's that's good radio once a month. Mm-hmm. But daily, it's awful. guys, we have so many more listeners today than we had worst. during one in fifteen and zero in sixteen. Boy, I wish we could show you the number. I wish we could too. It's true. We do so much better now. We can't even say anything more because it's like we'll get in trouble. But and I always so. see this too. You journalists, you Jason Lloyd, I'm not a journalist. You Zach Jackson. Do you realize that? Uh, well, actually. Terry, this is a bad example because Terry Pluto does write books about the He's 0-16 a big Browns. Journalist. But but everybody gets to write championship books when your team wins a championship. Yeah, they all got to. Yes, get, they all got to afford the hot tub in the back and the pool, the, the in-ground pool. They all got to do that because LeBron won them a title. Yes, so that was good for business. Yes, the Cavs not winning a title and going over during LeBron era that would have been bad for business. Uh, I want to invite, because I, I, I'm into self-improvement here. We talked about this with Bull. This is a little bit more inside baseball. Is that Lima, Bull gets very agitated very quickly about things, and he won't let them go, and we're 10 years in. That's so what that's, I like about him. That's ba- but that, that, makes him a, that makes him a strong personality. Said, makes him relatable because that's how people in real life are. That's true, but you criticized me for the same thing because I used to do that, and now I don't. I used to get very agitated mm. towards people on Twitter, and I just don't anymore. And... Uh, well, sometimes still, I'm sure I can get worked into a shoot by somebody. But um, I want I want Owen, double A, what do I do that annoys you on the air? Well, wait, one more thing. It's to some extent the vul- the vulnerability of that. I know we always do worked into a shoot and look, you, you just got got, you just got played on Twitter. Yes, there is a inherent vulnerability with the ability of letting trolls get to you. Mm-hmm. But that also makes you normal. Because That's we can true. all say sticks and stones, blah, 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 blah. But there are things that get to you. I told you the other day there was one thing that's, that has oh, not. Oh, I love it when you, th- when you let guys get to you. I did tell I you. Talk you off ledges. There was one thing that got to me, a certain name. And it got to me for so long because you feel like when you, when you, you get a show, you have to prove yourself. And I feel like the day you stop trying to prove yourself is the day that you become really stale the day that you probably don't belong on the air anymore. So, believe it or not, I know oh. I know we seem like we're cool customers. We still want to prove ourselves. Yeah. There is always going to be a new listener that's never heard the show. This happens all the time. Like that guy Bob who called in and got all pissed off Yeah, today. yeah. Oh, people were mad about that. Oh. The other day I had someone say, oh, when are you on the air? I said 6 to 10. I've never heard you guys. That's crazy. Diehard sports fan. He has season tickets. He's never heard of us. Why? And you know what? Because we're bad. What? But that's we need to market better. <clears throat> Andy Roth. Need to market wow. better. Tom wow. Herschel. Shot fired. But that that I think if you are not out there trying to prove when you get comfortable and you're like, I'm good, damn it. I have ratings. Damn it. Gonna- There's always gonna be someone that's never heard your show. You have to prove yourself. Well, there's going to be day. some person who hasn't proven it, and they want your your, your job worse, mm-hmm. and you can't sit on it. Can I can I explain something else to you here a little bit more Go inside ahead. baseball? That's the entire reason I do the CBS show. Really? That's the entire reason. So I am, uh, I am mm, very close to saying a different time of when I'm going to do it. I can't do it yet. 
and I, I brought it up with you. You were supportive of the idea. Yes. Uh, our boss, er, our bosses, plural, were supportive of the idea. Robin Lundberg my, was. My uh, wife was supportive of the idea. He was supportive of the idea, actually. Obviously, he would be very supportive of the and idea. And you know what Lundberg did, right? Uh, he said, say hello to Lundberg for me. Um, <laughs> and I, there was one person who I told yesterday, and they're going, Why? And I'm like, uh, and he's like, dude, your lifestyle, this, that. And they're like, he's like, you don't need it. You don't need it. You don't need to do it. And I said, well, no, but at the same time, to me, it's just, it's, it's easy. No, it's not easy. I go, yes, it is. It's easy. And honestly, I spend a lot of time talking Browns, Cavs, Guardians. I like. It is. It's an ego stroke. I like to show off. I want to show off and so show that I watch all the games. I watch your Falcons. I watch your Rams. I watch all the games. I watch a assload of college football mm-hmm. every single week. I do. I'm, I'm not Phil Steele, but I got three monitors at different times, watching three different games, watching Lima. I, sometimes I got to put them on mute because I've had to host in the afternoon. I like to show off. I like to show off that yes, I'm turning on the NBA now. General NBA because my son wants to watch General NBA because he mm-hmm. likes basketball. Uh, I like to show that off. I like to show off that, and, and I and I'll even expose myself. I had an interview with a guy named Kyle Glazer from Baseball America. I embarrassed myself <laughs> you three weeks this. ago. You did I texted Lima, and Keith was listening to it. Keith said he's like, "Oh, this. it wasn't bad at all." I, guys, it was embarrassing. I ran out of questions about postseason baseball. Three minutes into the interview, I didn't realize he was going to be that tight. And I haven't said it on the air. I go, this is a problem. This is a major problem. I said, the regionalization of baseball has made, like, and then it turns into a different conversation. I like doing that, and I don't want to give that up. And I think it's fun to do it. And there should be something in me that stirs that passion that makes me want to do that because this is supposed to be, damn it, a competitive thing that we all want to do and we all want to get better at. So, all right, enough of the inside baseball stuff there. I ben, think they I, want more inside baseball. I don't think they want any more. If they want any more, send us an email, Carmen at 923thefan.com, you know Lime what? at 923thefan. You know what? If we you got guys got segment. any radio got questions, segment. boom, yes, see, there minds, it is. Our minds work inside in unison. Baseball. Yes. Inside baseball. Yes. If you have an inside baseball question, which I don't even know why they call it inside baseball. I mean, you call it inside volleyball for crying out loud. <laughs> inside radio question, we're not talking about other hosts. The business in general. We might talk about other hosts. We will probably only We will more than likely on just hosts. only talk about other hosts. Sports Overnight America with Ron Barr. You want me to talk about Sports Overnight America with Ron Barr? I am here to talk you, Sports Night over America with Ron Barr. You want me to tell you the awful truth about the fabulous sports, babe. You go ahead and send us an email. Oh, boy. Carmen at 923thefan.com. Lime at 923thefan.com. Mm-hmm. We'll just, I'll spill the tea, as they Anybody say. Anybody remember John Seibel on ESPN Radio? I'm here to talk John Seibel. Woo! Mark Kestisher still around. Oh. And let me tell you. Yeah, he's actually a pretty nice guy. Anyway. Eric Casilius, ladies and gentlemen. That guy could throw out an analogy, let me tell you. <sighs> Safety off. I met Thank him you. once. I met him once, and he gave me uh, one of the biggest. I'm being dead serious about this. I was at a Big East Media Day in Newport, Rhode Island. Yeah, we we're having lobster. Beautiful, beautiful. The lobster. Viking Hotel. 
Uh, by the way, the tenet- is that why the Big East really isn't around anymore? Because they spent all their money on lobsters. T- was Trent Gacy just spending <laughs> it all on lobsters? It was. It was. It was. And they have the tennis Hall of Fame with the Wimbledon-like grass courts. They do. Uh, anyway, Eric Casillas gave me a come to Jesus kind of. If you don't like what you are doing in your career, change it moment. Ooh. It was the most serious. It was some of the best advice I've ever gotten in this business was, of all people, Eric Castilius. He was about eight drinks deep. I was about ten. Oh. And we were sitting there. I don't know why he cared to impart his wisdom with me. And I don't know if any of you remember Eric Castilius. He had a big-time slot on ESPN Radio. Huge. When ESPN Radio was blowing up. I think if you want to was... hear more from Eric Castilius, you can hear with rewind. Chico. Chico last night. Was he with him last night? Yes. yes. Yes! I wonder if he's given the same come to Jesus uh, in, in, inspirational speeches to Chico. Uh, but he basically took me by the collar and said, if you don't like what you're Thank doing you with your come. career, you change it because no one else is going to change it. It stuck with me. It always stuck with me. I know it's, that's obvious advice, right? And if you but don't like your it, wife, you move on. That's, he said that too, and he has done so many times, I think. Four times over. Anywho. He also used to date Holly Saunders. I thought he was married. He always told you to be married to Holly Saunders. <laughs> <laughs> they did date before marriage. So if if yeah. you, you know, they, yeah, they had to date before. Well, you know, you never know. Okay, so if you want any inside stuff. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Forget the congratulations on all your success. Yeah, that, that bombed That thing bombed out, yeah. That yeah. bombed out. You guys just, you didn't commit to it. Oh, and remind us to bring this up on the show tomorrow. I guarantee a lot of people. Yeah, we'll I don't do know what we'll call it. We'll just say we'll spill the tea or. I am recycling we'll that you. song that I used for that yeah. open, though. There we, oh, that was a good song, yeah. too. Um, Oh, Formula One. Yeah, well, we're, no, we're almost up against this it. Oh, no, well, I kind of do want to uh, ask me what you asked me about Formula One. So, and we'll try to keep, we'll, uh, we'll bring it up yeah. at another time. We talked, we talked a lot of calves today and obviously the inside stuff. So. What do you, you want to know? What do you want to know? I, um, I asked you why it seems like, and this may be an internet thing, mm-hmm. and I see it on Twitter, and I'm seeing more podcasts, more sports podcasts. The cool kids. I told you the cool kids are all talking about F1. Yeah. Why? Because I think that that Netflix show, the, the uh, Driven to Survive, uh, has, has got some people watching it. I think there, and this is where I'm trying to be brief about it, but it could turn into a long answer, and you may hate me because I know you want to go home and go nappy naps. And that's your term, not mine, by the way, everybody. Sorry. That wasn't just me. I made that up. That was Lima <laughs> you says. You say Betty mm, buys. Taking a nappy nap. And I go, eh, Betty buys. So as a proud race fan who has usually for a long time, it's been both, uh, or it's, it's been one or the other. People in America have either liked NASCAR or they hate NASCAR and love F1 and vice versa. NASCAR fans have always hated F1, it seems, the general population. I am part of a very small subset who enjoys NASCAR and also really enjoys F1 too. And I think one of the big things that have been is that, you know, America has not jumped on on F1 the way that – and they've tried a couple of different – they've had – but they've always tried, like, American drivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Grand Prix in the United States has never been really great. And what F1 has done is they've made it somewhat – not I get, you can't say relatable, but they've made it interesting showing the personal lives of the drivers. F1 racing has always been – Formula One long term – has always been very glamorous, uh, moved by money, 
and it's something that they've allowed people to have a peek in. I mean, you li- you live the life of of something that is just a fantasy to most children when they're six years old. Most kids like cars. Most American boys who are of a young age oh, what the hell like is wrong with cars. Me? You didn't play with Hot Wheels cars. Yeah, or I guess I did. The That's what that I'm saying. You went backwards. Yes, and they went forward. Yes, they they like cars, and so there is always something as an American male, that there's something in there and they have to unlock it. And I do think that part of this it goes hand in hand. Now, I, I'm not fully – this will probably – I'll get new information. I'll probably change this over time. But I, I, I love the study of this because I think that part of this has come from, you know, NBC and the English European – or the European soccer, Premier League soccer, soccer Champions League. Uh, um, La Liga. Uh, Serie A or um, – yeah, Serie A. It's all blown up. Um yeah, all that stuff. La Liga, just like you said, the uh, Bundesliga. Bundesliga. Um, though that's that's really blown up, and there's a lot of people who really watch Europe, and they're really in on Europe. They're really in on English lifestyle, and they like football. Talking about soccer, they like that. Like we have like the old angle here, and people go to that bar and watch soccer. I think it's almost the same thing. What F1 does well is that it's worldwide, and they've turned every race into a festival. I love that. I, I, I quote tweeted, or you, I sent it to you, yes, and they brought that up, yeah. that there are, what, 20 events a year, and yep. they make them not just a race, but you said festival. It's a rave. It is yes. EDM music. Yes. It is craziness, and they've made it an extravaganza. And then, oh, by the way, you'll still watch the race. Yes. It is they've they've made it there's two things i think people are more analytical now who like that okay people are more driven by analytics they're more driven by math and science uh f1 racing is all math and science there's very there's very little passing in f1 when you when you really break it down there's very so you would little think passing. that'd be boring yes there are there are very stringent rules there are a ton of politics in f1 a ton it is based all, all on money and the shell games that go with it, major sponsors, major tobacco sponsors who have shell companies that put the shell companies on there so they can still put their money in there. Um, there's a lot of things that go on politically in F1 racing. And Give it's, me money laundering, Ken. It, it, basically, that's what it is. And it's just amazing the amount of money, the lifestyle, uh, just uh, what the the admiration for these people. And also – They're rock stars. Yes. And, it's, and it doesn't hurt – and Lewis Hamilton is – the best thing since Michael Schumacher, uh, Lewis Hamilton is a major international star, and they've taken F1 and they've turned it into a festival of this country. Festival. They've basically turned it into a Rolling Stones concert everywhere they go in a world tour. And so what they've done is they've they've made it, okay, here's the Grand Prix. And it's always been this way, but now it's changed because it's exactly what you said. It's a giant party that everybody in the country goes to. And so oh, you the have Monaco one, yes, right? Mo- oh, well, Monaco's Monaco's a story because it's it's usually Memorial Day weekend, and when you ha- it's the greatest weekend in sports motorsports because you have Monaco, you have uh, Indy, and you have the Coke Six Hundred. So it's a great race. The difference is, and I can go all day into the problems of NASCAR. People are excited about F one. People are NASCAR is still trying to come out of the funk. That happened after Dale Earnhardt died, let's be serious. And many NASCAR fans will tell you, Bo Bishop will tell you this, well, Ken, NASCAR, their ratings were sky high in 2005, and and I'd say that doesn't contribute to long-term sustainability. The money was great. 
the venues they were selling out at that time, but it didn't prove for long-term stability because I still think they got too far away from their base, and they haven't been able to meld. What, racing in Phoenix their and base. racing in well, California? They, they've raced in Phoenix for a very long time, and they've always wanted Western markets. They used to race in Ontario Speedway back in the day. But I, what I think that they've done is that their, their, their ticket prices got way out of control. Mm-hmm. They have simply too many dates, too many dates, and the thing that they've done, which is just awful, 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 is they have made, and they had to do it because they couldn't pay for some of these drivers anymore, is they have taken away, and it's and some of this is not their fault. I get this. When I was a kid, let me ask you this. You were a kid. If you ever saw NASCAR, I'm going to mm-hmm. try this on you. We'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Who drove the number six car? That would be don't don't say it. Hold on. Do, can you no, tell no, me Jeff, the spot? Uh, can Jeff you Gordon. tell me the He's sponsor that was on the number six car? No, I cannot. Can Owen tell me the sponsor on the number six car? Traveling number six, Mark Martin. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, on the Dupont car, who drove Dupont? That was Jeff Gordon. Okay, what number was that? Twenty-four. Talking about what wrestling? did Dale Earnhardt drive? Three. Okay. There are. There are numbers and sponsors that are synonymous, Mm -hmm. okay? And what they have in F1, McLaren, Mercedes, Red Bull now with Red Bull and and, 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 and everything, Infinity, um, Ferrari, I mean, that is is the grand of all. It's iconic, yeah. Yeah, they're iconic names that go with it. Now, these are manufacturers. In NASCAR, they have sponsors. You know, you had the Tide car. You had Valvoline. M&M's. You had Lowe's. You have m You still have M&M's, thank God. Like, you had, you had companies that were staples that you saw in the grocery store and the auto parts store that you knew and were just a part of every street corner, and they were on NASCAR tracks. And now you have a lot of companies that are also shell companies for, for other businesses, and, and they weird tax shelter, money laundering type of deal. It's true. And you have these drivers that – People don't connect with anymore, I, and this is part of we are we are inherently American creatures, and there is something comfort, comforting about when I always bring this up about Dale Earnhardt constantly. Dale Earnhardt was a person who had many flaws, many flaws. Who was not a good husband, at times was an absentee father, had a ninth grade education, but ultimately meant well for himself and his family. And there's plenty of people in this country who have the exact same existence. And here's a guy who, who was a living legend before he died and now has become something of a deity. Yeah, yeah yes. And, and, and that is something that in America we don't have anymore with NASCAR drivers. We actually hold this against them. You have second-generation drivers and third-generation drivers. Dale Earnhardt grew up working poor, working in a, in a towel mill – in a, in a cotton mill in Kannapolis, North Carolina, trying to race on Saturdays. Most people understand that paycheck-to-paycheck exist, existence. I here. always liked Rusty Wallace. Yeah, mo- Rusty Wallace was the same way. And, by the way, the Miller Lite. Number Light, two. Number two <laughs> Ford. There you go. And before that, you know, the, the Pontiac and the MGD, the Midnight. Oh, my God. Um, MGD. These are, these are guys who, who were different, and they grew up with the same backgrounds we did. And now – I mean, I'm sorry, I, I don't, and I just don't even want to name names because I don't want to. I don't want to be mean spirit or anything like that. I, I, they go through their own problems, but these are very young people, very young people, 
they're dumped into these million-dollar machines with multi-million-dollar teams, mm-hmm. and the fans— They're not accessible. They're not accessible, no. and fans do not think they've earned it. And I, I don't know how they—I do not know remember, how they bridge that gap. Real, I have no idea. Real quick, I know we have to go. Danica Patrick, I remember going to the Daytona 500 <laughs> at the height of her fame when she couldn't win anything— uh, we can blame the car. We can blame her drive. I don't know. You you would know more about that uh, than anybody. But I remember how inaccessible Danica Patrick was. Yeah. Like, this isn't good for the sport. This isn't good that you brought this. She parachuted into this. And I'm sure she raised her whole life, whatever. Uh, I, I don't know if she earned it or not. I have no idea. You would know better, better than anybody. But I remember uh. she showed up. And they're like, this is the thing. Well, when the thing is not accessible and yeah. doesn't sign autographs it's true. and is not nice yep. to people and has a team around – they all have teams now. But they have a team around them that you have to beg to get even a microphone in front of their face for five seconds. That's not good. Richard Petty took a class, a calligraphy class. on how, I'm dead serious about this. Richard Petty took a calligraphy class on how to sign his autograph. I need to do this. You've seen my signature. Richard Petty would stay until the last person was gone. He was a tremendous ambassador, if it still is, tremendous ambassador for the sport. Dale Earnhardt learned from him. Jeff Gordon learned from Dale Earnhardt. And then there was a change. Jimmy Johnson kind of does his own thing. Yeah. Not that Jimmy Johnson's a jerk or anything like that. Jimmy Johnson kind of does his own thing. He's more laconic. He's more business. And there is such a thing as too much polish for NASCAR. For F1, that is what gets people in. And there is such a thing as, you know, we, we had a billiards boom in the 80s. We had a beach volleyball boom in the early 90s. Karch Karai. We, have a, we had a, a poker boom in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. We could be having an F1 boom with the general populace in the United States here. And I'm more than, welco- I'm, I'm more than welcoming for people to ride that wave. Because it's fun. I've always loved F1. I've just never heard so many people talk about F1 in my life and, and that I, I've heard over the last six months. But, uh, but I will tell you this. Go back. If you, if you want any more history, go back and watch Senna. It's a great documentary about Ayrton Senna, the late, great Ayrton Senna. It's obviously tragic, but it's a, late, great do- it's a documentary of the late, great Ayrton Senna just learning a little bit more history about F1. Oh, I watched that John Wayne Gacy one that you told me about, and that scene. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it 
in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 